Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the JarCast. I'm here with my co-host, William. Hello, everyone. And today, we're interviewing Chloe Williams. How are you, Chloe? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Um, so, Chloe is actually, well, maybe not surprisingly. I feel like a, a good amount of people know you, Chloe. But you're a senior here at ACA, and Chloe's headed to Harvard. How do you feel about that? I'm really excited. Good. Yeah. I'd be worried if you were like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually sad. How um, long have you been like looking at Harvard, Harvard and considering Harvard? Um, wow. I mean, like as a kid, I would be like, oh, I want to go to Harvard, you know? Like, I feel like every kid says that though. Yeah. But um, I definitely started more seriously looking into it probably around like the beginning of my junior year. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you also fence and you'll be fencing for Harvard's fencing team. Yes. Um, what, what got you into fencing? Why, why does Chloe fence? That's actually a very funny story. So when I was around maybe four years old, back when we were living in Chicago, my dad and I would have these like foam swords that you get from like the dollar store, yeah. like you know, <laughs> some random grocery store. And I would chase him around the house with these swords. <laughs> and it was like my favorite activity. Like that is what I looked forward to the most. Like if I came back home from school, I'd be like, let's play swords. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we moved to Atlanta, my mom found this fencing camp and it was like food. They give you food, swimming, and fencing and I was like wow those are Chloe's three favorite things yeah. so yeah. I'm gonna sign her up and I remember like after my first day I came back like running to my mom and I was like I love this sport like I want to be an Olympian like this is what I want to do and so she just kept me in it and here nice. we are <laughs> I remember I think it was your was it your birthday that we went to fence in like elementary school I remember going fencing in elementary school I think it may, it's either your birthday or Riley Coogan's birthday I remember you fencing, and I, that's the only experience I really ever had with fencing, but I, I did enjoy it. You know, I don't know. That might have happened. A lot <laughs> of things happened at <laughs> Jackson Elementary School. <laughs> um, so, Chloe, what do you enjoy about being a student at ACA? Well, I think the coolest part about ACA is really our curriculum. Like, it's very unique, more than, like, more than any other school that I've been to, and I like the way that we really focus on the classics and we like dive really deep into literature and I think that like a lot of schools will kind of read books and analyze them but they don't really like look for meaning and look for truth and I think that that's something that we do really well here and it's also like very helpful with our community here because mm -hmm. it's small and I think that as we grow closer to each other being such like a small grade that it's easier for us to speak up in class and actually feel free to share our thoughts on everything that we read. That's very true. I think Key talked a little bit about that when we did a jar cast with her, um, just like the close-knit community and that being a good environment for class structure too. Yeah, so for ACA, uh, is it 
easy for you because you have such a different schedule than the normal student is it easy for you to like communicate that with ACA and get a day off when you need to go compete or something yeah definitely like that's kind of just goes back to like the close-knit community like I've never been able to have like such a genuine relationship with all of my teachers before especially like when it came to competing and stuff that was something that was very hard to deal with at like other private schools because you were kind of just like another student, you know? But I feel like here, like I'm really like connected with the teacher. Like they see me as someone who they want to educate and someone that they really care about. And I'm not just like a number on a list. Yeah. And so it's really nice that they definitely look out for me and I feel like we get a lot of communication. And at the same time, they'll also like call me out, you know, if I'm like lacking behind or like falling on an assignment, like they'll really like make sure that I stay up to date and have good self-government. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> virtue plug. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I had that question, too, actually. So, um, let's get into your transition from high school to college. Um, maybe not just that in general, but from being a high school student who has to balance, like, work, I guess like schoolwork is what I mean, and fencing versus being a college student who has to balance college and fencing because I know like college classes aren't always as like structured like you have them from this time to this time, you know, there's more gaps if you understand my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it'll definitely be like, I, I'm almost concerned that I will have a lot of time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think that's kind of the, the shift between high school to college that you're so used to having no time to suddenly you have so much time. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing they'll have to take away from ACA is just self-government yeah. and like responsibility to make sure that I'm doing my assignments and staying on top of my work with that extra time that I have yeah. and not procrastinating. 100%. Yeah. And then how do you think fencing will differ, like, as college? Because, I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to college fencing because I feel like I'll be able to take it kind of to the next level and a little bit more seriously because, you know, now as a high school, like, fencer, you know, I have to do everything myself. Like, if mm -hmm. I want to go to the chiropractor, I have to pay for that. You know, if I want to see a trainer, I have to do that outside. But, like, in college, everything's kind of right there. Inaccessible, so I'm really looking forward to having all those resources available, and I think that that'll help further my fencing career. What is that schedule like when you're going? Is it like every day you have to? <laughs> I can imagine it's probably. Yeah, there's like always something every day, whether it's like just strength training in the gym with my dad, or going to the chiropractor, or seeing my physical therapist, and then we have practice five times a week. So. Wow. So no days off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that like in a joking way. I mean, like, no, literally, like, do you take any days off or, you know? Sometimes Sunday, if coach doesn't say I have to come in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's nice. When you go to these competitions, how do you know, like, so how do you get into competition in the first place? You just, because you're, like, known, you just go? <laughs> Like, I don't even know. So, how. how do you sign up for a yeah. competition? Like, could I go up and sign up for a competition if um, I wanted to? It depends on, like, the level, but generally, you have to, like, start at the regional level, right? And then that's kind of, like, where you build up your points, and then you can, like, qualify. There's maybe, like, hmm, three kind of tiers. So there's, like, regional, and then there's super youth circuit, which is, like, 
national, but it's like a little bit less than like um, a North American Cup, which is like actually national. Yeah. And then like along with the Super Youth Circuit, that would be your like cadet, junior cadet, cadet, junior circuit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and that's like along with it. Cause like when you get older, that's just what you go to and it's okay. the same thing. And so like once you do, if you do like well in a regional, and then you do well in like one of those like youth circuits, then you'll have enough points to qualify for a NAC, which is just the North American Cup. And those are like the big competitions where you like travel really far. So you, will you travel to like other countries to go or I mean like it's North America? So yeah, so the NACs are just domestic, but NAC points are what gets you to the international World Cups. Okay, cool. Yeah. You ever been to one of those? Yes. <laughs> I missed a lot of school because of those. Yeah. Um, and so with that, Chloe, you've traveled around the world kind of a lot through fencing. And um, we also know that you have kind of a large or, or a good interest in uh, foreign affairs. Has your traveling affected or played into your interest in foreign affairs at all? Um, or is it just a coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like traveling so much, especially during like my high school years, um, got me really interested. And I started to like ask questions like, wow, like how does this country interact with like other nations and kind of that like led to like a big development of my interest in like international politics and like UN and how all of that really works. Because I, I realized that especially after COVID, how much traveling is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely also made me want to look into it more. Interesting. And then aren't you um, talking about that in your thesis a little bit? Yes, I am. That's, I feel like that's not something we're used to seeing yeah, um, in theses. I don't really perfectly understand. Because you're going through a historical thesis, right? Yeah, because I'm doing a like, critique on American foreign policy okay. in my thesis. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Are you, so are you talking about your own personal experience too? Like if you're traveling, for like the introduction part, I guess. Um, yeah, in my introduction, but not really anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then, well, this year, I just kind of like asked Mr. Flynn, and I was like, can I have a course of just like introdu- introduction to international relations? And he was like, yeah, if you write a syllabus. And so then I just sat down with Dr. Roth and I told him, this is what I'm interested in. And then I wrote down a syllabus and boom, we just like kind of created like a study hall, independent study. And we talked about it for all first semester. And that was really cool because either way, we just kind of like talked about it a lot. Like Dr. Roth and I just like sit down and have conversations. And so to actually like make it like a class and like structured, it was really cool. And so that definitely also helped kind of segue into my thesis. Was there a grade for that class? Uh, I mean, kind of, but, you know, can't fail my own class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the funny thing is, I made this class, I, I did a similar thing with Dr. Roth, I made okay. a German class in um, <laughs> the 10th grade, and I got a few people into it, I think I got about, like, five people into it, and I was the worst one at the class, <laughs> so it just reminded me of that. So, I guess we haven't ever talked about this on the JARcast, um, but you can actually make your own class at ACA if you're interested in it. Is it as simple as just, I guess this might be a question for both of you, mm-hmm. but is it as simple as just like making the syllabus and talking to Mr. Flynn? He's going to get a bunch of emails. <laughs> He's going to get so <laughs> many emails after this. Um, or 
like did you have to work on the curriculum at all or is it I think the first part is definitely making sure you have all your credits together because you know if you haven't taken all your required yeah. classes you're <laughs> not going to be able to like create your own but um yeah I mean I was just like really interested in it and I think it's also because I had a free period that helped and mm -hmm. yeah I think if you're interested in something and you have the will to like actually make a syllabus for it I say do it it Did should work <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Did you yeah. ever think about like a foreign affairs club or anything here because I mean clubs are also relatively easy to make at ACA yeah I have thought about that however I just didn't think I had the time Fair so enough. this was like <laughs> The best way to do something that I'm interested in and <laughs> make it sure it's within the school day yeah <laughs> because outside of that it's just planned <laughs> fair enough yeah <laughs> for me when I'm in mine it was super easy I didn't even have to write a syllabus I just said hey, Dr. Roth I'm interested in German um could we get a club could we get a language started and he said yeah and he just and I just got interest and then he just made it so yeah. it was pretty easy I don't know if starting classes is normal though, so don't yeah, don't, don't come back to us. <laughs> <on this laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> don't don't start making tons of classes, but do start making tons of clubs. So yeah, yeah clubs are great. Clubs are good, and clubs can I think clubs get a lot, maybe more interesting classes because mm -hmm. it's less of a commitment, but also yeah. be committed to the clubs you're in. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the Harvard. The Harvard. The Harvard. Do they call them? No. <laughs> can you say it in a Boston accent? I don't think so. Can you? No. Okay. <laughs> William? How many? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so outside of fencing at Harvard, what are you excited about? I think you talked about this a little bit, but maybe go into some more depth. Class-wise. Do, does the Harvard have any clubs? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited about like just the broad range of academics that they have there. I actually remember like when I told Dr. KT, I was like, I told her immediately, I found out that you can take um, grad graduate school classes as an undergrad. And so oh. I was like really looking into the philosophy department that they have there. And there's just like, so many classes. I mean, it's like really interesting. I remember there was this one where it was like existentialism, but like in film. And so the oh. classes like where you watch certain movies and then you kind of like write papers on it and like connect it back to philosophy, which I thought was just so cool. So yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you don't know really what you want. I mean, do you want to do uh, foreign relations? Like, is that what you want to do a major in Harvard? Yeah, I think that I probably major in foreign affairs. Okay. And then I'm also just definitely interested in looking at all the different options that they have as well. But yeah. that would definitely be my concentration. Cool. I like that. Um, so Chloe, what do you do? This is, we're jumping around a lot, but that's kind of become a theme of the JARCast, yes. so we're just going to keep it that way. What do you do to prepare for a match? Is it a match? Do you call it matches? We call it bouts, yeah. Bouts? So like a fencing bout. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do to prepare for a bout? Did I say it right? Bout? Bout. Anyway. <laughs> like bout, like you bout like, to like a king? B-O-U-T. How do you prepare yourself for a bout? Um, a lot of it is very mental, like there's this common saying, you might not know it, I don't know, but it's like that fencing is physical chess, and I would definitely have to agree mm -hmm. with that because like 
as much as it is important to be strong and athletic and have like agility and speed, you need to have the strategy, right? So you have to like, and also you need to have kind of the mental strength to not let score affect your performance and to like always just keep fighting for every touch. And so preparing for the, preparing for a bout is mainly me just kind of like hyping myself up. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I'll do like a couple of jumps, like a small warm up. Um, maybe talk with my coach a little bit, but yeah, a lot of it, it's like, once you get to a certain level in fencing, it's just mental. Like it stops being about strength. It's just like, you have to outwit your opponent and that's what's gonna make you victorious at the end. And so then what do you do when you finished about? Is there, I don't know, you always have a bowl of ice cream? I, that was, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like, do you have anything afterwards you do? Um, I guess depending on if you win or lose might be different, but. Yeah, I mean, so usually there are like certain rounds. So you, in order to win a competition on a knack, probably have to fence maybe eight bouts at least, maybe a little bit more. And those are like to 15 touches. Oh, okay. And then, um, but you know, if I get out early or, I mean, if I win, I'm going to have like a huge celebration, you know, probably okay. I like to eat, um, like after I do really well at a tournament, I usually like to get with my friends um, that are from different states and I hang out with them. We usually get like ice cream or pasta, kind of just figuring out whatever's good in the city. Okay. Cause you know, lately our locations have been like, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and so <laughs> we're really just looking for what's the best food. Um, but definitely, ice cream is a big. Nice. A big, so I was like, right on with that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Celebratory. What's your favorite variety. flavor of ice cream? Ooh. Such a hard question. Though. Sorry. It's not a hard question. I think um, you can say top three if you have to, but I'm just gonna look at you as a little three? weaker. And indecisive. Not in any particular order. Uh, well, strawberry. I love strawberry. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, good one. And mm, top two is fine if you can't think of a third. Yeah, that, okay. I'll say those are my top two. Interesting. Nice. Um, thoughts on Nea what is it? N Neapolitan ice cream, the one with the chocolate <laughs> and strawberry and vanilla. Or oh it? yes, it's like the mix. Of the three, it do you like that? I just feel like they don't need to be together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's good because sometimes I love strawberry, but also like chocolate, <laughs> and I think you know a good mix is is not that bad. But the vanilla, I'm I don't think I've ever had it, but in my mind, the vanilla would get kind of masked by the other flavors. So yeah, probably. I don't know. I feel like chocolate strawberry makes sense because mm -hmm. it's kind of like a chocolate strawberry. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, I would just get like three separate containers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, Chloe, I know that you like to cook a lot. Oh, yes. And I've seen maybe not a ton of the stuff you've cooked, but I've seen some of it and it's interesting. Do you want to talk about your passion? Maybe your passion. I don't know if you're <laughs> passionate about it. Yes. About um, cooking or what kind of foods you like to cook. Does that relate to foreign affairs at all? Um, you can say no. Not really. Well, I guess it would well, be foreign actually, affairs, but I, mean, I haven't really food. thought about that. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I guess I've just always been interested in like cooking meals from like different cultures. 
That's always been an interest of mine. Um, where do I find the time to cook? That is a question I can never answer. <laughs> <laughs> you make time to cook. It's worth it. <laughs> but like some of my favorite dishes to cook are actually last year, I think I like made some food for like some of my friends and I brought in like steak with fried rice. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And that was like one of my favorite dishes to make. Um I also make like fried wontons. Um a lot of Asian food is what I like to cook. It's like my favorite cuisine to eat. Um but yeah, it's really fun. I'm very passionate about it, but I've never thought about looking into it as a career. It's just kind of like a side hobby. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> cooking as a career is like, it's intense. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Does it make you, I don't, I feel like there's very few people who can like go into cooking as a career and still love cooking. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I mean, how many, there's not, how many like feel Gordon like I, Ramsay. I think yeah, Gordon Ramsay. How many Gordon Does he Ramsay's? really love it though? He always seems so angry. He seems so, yeah, but he seems so. That's. I anger. think that's just like it's his so personality. Okay, I'm kind of scared. It's of so him. serious to him. It matters yeah. so much to him. He gets so angry. Hopefully, he's not listening. We say that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have always wanted to like do MasterChef Junior though. Really? Yeah. That would um, be when fun. when is it no long? When are you no longer a junior? When would you just have to do MasterChef? 18, probably. It's probably, might me even be like a little bit younger than that. Yeah, honestly. Probably. Well, you might just have to do MasterChef. Like yeah, could you make the time? See, MasterChef, that's so scary. Yeah. Yeah, yes. On MasterChef Junior, he's, he's so, so nice kind to them. Yeah. You know, he'll wipe their tears. But then <laughs> the on MasterChef, he's like, do you see this steak? It's still living. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, you can throw it back into the farm. Yeah, he's... I guess I have, that's a big difference. So, do you do any baking at all? I am not a baker at all. Really? It's really interesting. Like I can like only cook. That's why we have MC <laughs> baking. So true. So yeah. true. Have you ever tried baking and just did you fail or do you just not I like just it as much? I feel like for me baking is too calculated, mm. and then cooking yeah. you can just have a lot of creativity. Like yeah. if you you know if you put in I don't know a little extra salt. It's not gonna really ruin the whole meal. Right. Like you can kind of fix it. But like in baking, if you don't put enough like baking soda in, you're kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I the only thing I've ever I like baking key lime pie. I love key lime pie, mm. so I like baking it. <laughs> key lime pie is it's you. You don't even have to put that in the oven, right? No, you do. You do. You you, you, you gotta bake that. Yeah, you, you have to bake it. For, for like 20 minutes to get into the consistency and oh, then you okay. f you put in the fridge for like an you know, like hour or really forever William just has like 30 key lime pies in his fridge one time I did have three key lime pies in the fridge wow have you ever tried the frozen either of you frozen key lime pies I have not what's your favorite. review okay no I, mean, I this is maybe a time to say I'm allergic to lime. <laughs> well, we are sorry that we're taking your podcast time to talk about that. <laughs> I had no. That's so interesting. That is. That might be the most interesting part of this podcast. Harvard, whatever. Tell us more about this lime allergy. How did you find that out? So it's like I mean I won't die, but it's like a sensitivity, <laughs> and it makes me like get really sick though. Okay. Is it like citrus? Is you allergic to citrus? Or? It's really strange because I can have lemon. Okay. I love lemon. So <laughs> <laughs> lemons are delicious. I just remember Something in like seventh adly. grade, 
we went to this like doctor thing for like an allergy test and we got it back and because like i would i would get sick a lot and we didn't understand why mm. so then when we got it back they were like yeah so you have a really strong sensitivity to oranges and limes and what was really funny about that is pretty sure we had limeade in the fridge at home mm-hmm. and every day at school i would snack on an orange or a clement <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why you felt so sick yeah what about what about um like Sprite? Can you drink Sprite? I feel like yeah, Sprite. Yeah, because Sprite's like fake. Lime. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm actually allergic to pineapples. I don't know if it's something about really? the citrus in that. Mm. Yeah, I just mm. found that out recently. I was drinking like a pineapple sparkling water and then I couldn't breathe. So. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. <laughs> it was kind of a quick. I had to have. Well, I had to. I finished my homework because I decided that was more important than taking Benadryl because Benadryl makes you tired. So I finished the homework and then I took the Benadryl. I took two. I'm all good now. I'm not gonna eat pineapple again. Nice. Lulu, our hardworking ACA student. I said, yeah. <laughs> I put my work before myself, as all students. <laughs> as all, as we should. <laughs> when, you, when you eat lemons, do you just like eat lemons or? Okay, confession time. I squeeze it on what I'm eating and then I salt it and I can just like I eat it. So you eat lemons. Yeah. yeah Natalie does it too. Na- okay. That's, what I I that's why Natalie yeah. and I are such good friends. Lemons are great. <laughs> lemons are so good. Do you Na- not do that? No, I don't. Natalie will be at dinner and we'll have like ice water lemon and all the lemons will be gone. <laughs> she'll, she'll eat the lemons. Does Natalie listen to the Jarcast? No. Natalie, we should have you on an episode of the Jarcast. That would be interesting. We, we, sometimes we just talk to no one in the Jarcast. Hi, Natalie. We, call we, we talk to Ramsey. the Jarcast. <laughs> yeah, this for all our listeners. Um, Especially you, Natalie. So, Chloe, we heard recently that you are an Eagle Scout. You just got your Eagle Scout recently? Yes. How has that been? Especially because um, scouting only opened up to girls about, how long was it? Six years? Like- Probably... I think it was like two and a half, four. Four. Yeah, I think it's been. I didn't. We didn't make the troop until twenty nineteen. We have a ghost in the room that's helping Wait, us oh with some gosh, of these facts. Oh my years ago. Yeah. Well. Wow. Time flies. Time flies during really, COVID. Really fast. <laughs> so yeah. So, so you only had four ago. years to do it. Yeah. And so it's still like even you joined when you were I guess. Sixteen. Did you Wait, join no. freshman year or did you join what year did you join freshman year? So yeah, you weren't 16 freshman. So you might have been 15. 15? That's wild. I mean, boys, for anyone who doesn't know, Eagle Scout's a very long process. Um, it took yeah. me a long time to get mine. And it sounds like it took only Chloe only like four years. On top of the fencing and the cooking <laughs> and the being allergic to limes. It's a lot of time. So how, how did you do that so quickly? Uh, it, was, it was a lot of... Um, constant dedication i mean it was like balancing everything was really really difficult at times obviously but you know i just i really wanted it so i pushed through it and made it happen and i definitely like without my scout masters and my parents like motivating me and telling me that like i can do this despite you know starting so much later than most scouts start like they really helped me get through it yeah so um what was your Eagle Scout project? So I built a mural, like a three-panel mural with hinges connecting them all um, for a dog shelter. Well, they have cats too, so it was like an animal shelter. And it's really old, and they don't really have... They were looking for more media presence, and because they're such an old building, when people adopt, they don't really have like anywhere to like take photos because it's just like 
this yeah, old brick building, yeah. you know, and so like we, I built that mural so that they could like kind of have like an Instagrammable profile, <laughs> you know, and so that it also kind of like add some color to the building as yeah. well. And they see, they really liked it, so yeah. Awesome. That's super cool. What made you want to do Boy Scouts and get your eagle in the first place? Because that's like, I don't know, I feel like a, I, for me, I've been in Scouts since I feel like first grade, so it was just like kind of natural for me to go, and my dad's an Eagle Scout. So it was just like that, but like for you to jump in just like then, like what made you want to do that? Yeah, so I was a Girl Scout since like kindergarten. I was a Girl Scout too. <laughs> and so, um, and like my family friends, um, they had they have two sons and like both of them were doing scouting and they're like in fencing as well. And they would always tell me when I came over, they'd be like, oh, I learned this new knot or like <laughs> something like really cool or like, we just went scuba diving in the Bahamas. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you guys do this? I was like, Girl Scouts, we just made a bracelet yesterday. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we journaled. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so um, that, when, as soon as they let girls in, I was like, oh, yes, I'm switching to Boy Scouts because, you know, I really wanted to learn kind of more applicable life lessons. And I felt like in Boy Scouts, they, like, really like get down to like the nitty gritty when it comes to like personal finance, how to save mm -hmm. a life. Um, they're also like very big on virtue too, yes. which is- 12 points get law. Yeah, the whole law is just a bunch of lists Isn't of virtues. Isn't it like the three finger thing? Yeah, yeah. We, me and Claudine do. Scout is <laughs> trustworthy, loyal, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, kind obedient, obedient, cheerful, thirsty, brave, brave, clean, and reverent. Oh wow, nice job guys. <laughs> <laughs> That, that gets so ingrained in your memory. Yeah. Like, I don't even have to, like, think of it at all. But, like, if you asked me to pick, pick one out randomly, I mean, I could, but if I if you asked me to list them in a different order, I would not be able to, I don't think. Yeah, same. It's just that order. But I think it's, like, kind of cool how scouts dedicate themselves to, like, a certain moral code as well. And I think the lessons that I've just gotten out of it, like, I can take them with me forever. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I think it was last summer, um, my... Um, family member she was like biking down a hill and then she kind of just like hit a mailbox I don't really know what happened I was I wasn't able to watch it but she sprained her wrist really badly I think it ended up being broken but I thought it was a sprain and it was really actually convenient because I just taken like my first aid merit badge class oh wow with scouting and so I actually was able to make her a sling as she went to the hospital and um kind of like fast forward because I didn't get to see her after that we just like rushed her and um they were saying like whoever made the sling for you really like helped the injury because it could have been much worse oh wow so nice that was like really cool to see just like how amazing scouting is like you can just actively use it every day and I think it's amazing it's just awesome um do boy scouts still sell popcorn <laughs> I I don't know my troop I don't think yes, we've done it. Yes, but my trip was really bad about doing that. that. Oh, my we brother, kind of found donations from My other. brother used to sell the popcorn. That stuff is good. They yeah, made not, nothing compared to the cookies. cookies yeah. 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 The cookies will always win. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I need some. I don't know if there's any Girl Scouts listening who are still selling cookies, but you could hook up the jar cast with some cookies. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would appreciate that a lot. But also to my fellow Girl Scouts, you should try Boy Scouts because it's really cool. And you can, I'm pretty sure you can do both, actually. Mm -hmm. I, think I don't you see can. why you couldn't. 
Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. So you could like get your gold award and then get your eagle, and that's just like that'd a double be, win. That would <laughs> be really cool. Yeah. Can boys do Girl Scouts or is Girl Scouts still Girl Scouts? No, Girl, Girl Scouts is still okay. Girl Scouts. I'm Techni- fa- I feel like it was a fair Technically, question. Boy Scouts is Scouts BSA, but like we know what that stands for. We appreciate having you on the Jarcast, Chloe. Yeah, I think you're one of our most interesting people on the Jarcast, yeah. maybe. Um, So before we go, Chloe, any closing remarks? Well, thank you for having me. This was really cool. I was honestly incredibly nervous to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Just feel like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people kind of know that I'm just busy doing a lot of things, but like to actually talk about it. Yeah. And know that people are listening. (laughs) It's really interesting, but peace out. Go Crimson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Chloe forgot to mention also that the Jarcast now has an Instagram. Yeah, Chloe thinks you guys should go follow it if you like Harvard or oh, if, oh yes. or if you don't. Everybody, I everybody don't know follow it. follow the Instagram. This is from your candid Harvard student, so you have to do it. Yes. Yeah, the Jarcast Instagram is about to be fire <laughs> <laughs> actually probably not but you should all go follow the jarcast instagram it's the underscore jarcast yes so. it is um thank you guys so much for listening we post every other monday